Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. If you guys could only understand and hear what goes on behind the scenes, there's kids crying. Tolly's knocking down farms. I'm going through old baseball cards. Why? Because we're here for you, and we're going to book a special guest for next week. We're going to tell you later on. Bethel Duran, Ricky Romero, Josh Tolley, we're here. It's the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast with Josh Tolley. And first of all, uh, no guest today, and it feels kind of cool because I think that I miss you guys. Because normally we just talk back and forth. Tolly texts us back, what, three days later, Rick? And we'll figure things out from him. But no guest today because it's just a chance for us to catch up with you. We've been grinding on the podcast over and over and over, getting after you. The numbers keep going up. Uh, we start seeing people. I sent you, Tolly, did you see when I sent the, the numbers last week? Yeah. Of the locations of where people are actually listening to yeah. us? Upstate New York. Let's go. Represent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, upstate New York. But also... England, also Brazil, Canada, we got some people, oh, Canada, Australia. Australia, we got some yeah. people in the Middle East, so that's a shout out to the military guys that are listening to us right now, so totally does respond, but it's been fun, it's been good, and I just wanted to catch up with you guys today, and I'm going to start with this, first of all, Farmer Tolly, what's the update on the farmhouse? Um, my in-laws had left, uh, they're leaving town for three weeks, so I'm uh, stranded by myself keeping the farm no i'm stranded by myself keeping my now the work gets real hard for me um i was at the dump about 30 minutes ago just, just do it guys <laughs> i know you guys put your stuff at the end uh, at the end of the road and somebody comes to get it at my at my house we got to take it to the dump it's and people think i'm making here's what the, some of the comments i've gone on instagram at let's go ricky Rowe on ig is Hey, why do you make fun of Tolly for being a farmer? He really is. He lives on a farm. Yeah. People don't believe that you're really on a 200-acre farm with your own uh, pond. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's I mean, that's what we do. So, uh, guys, real quick, let me give you the rundown. Right, the in-laws skipped town, so here it is. Um, well, I had to. Uh, I got to chip all of the beds, meaning I got to cut trees down, put them in our chipper, and then lay the chips in our garden beds. Okay, um, I gotta I gotta get all the I gotta get all the pots that are by the dirt piles up to our house. Our burn ban is lifted on the fifteenth, so I gotta burn. Um, I gotta water the plants downstairs. I gotta call Dig Safe. There's so much I gotta do, guys. Huh? No wonder I can't get back at you guys. Ricky, what did he just say? Translate, please. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, you guys, are, you guys are talking about playing Tory Pines next week. <laughs> Dude, I wish, man. I wish. I wish I could go play Tory Pines. I mean, it's how's busy the baby? Here around the world. How's the baby, Rick? She's good. good. Maybe once she's done feeding, we'll bring her in for an appearance. So yeah, she's doing that. good. Yeah, every baby's yeah. so lay. Uh, and uh, Ricky's also a t-ball coach, right? Wait, are you coaching that t-ball team, Rick? Or are you just wow that face? Yeah. You frustrated? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. It's not. It's, not it's just more. Just, Having my kid to listen, you know, and pay attention for more than 10 seconds. That's it. That's hey, all I ask. More than 10 seconds. Hey, Beto. Hey, Beto, how much yeah. you want to bet 
that uh, Ricky's boys are shortstops. Uh, no, I don't know. And they bet, and they bet second. Well, no, wait, wait. Only one of us playing, right, Rick? And the reason I'm bringing up the T-ball because you'll see what. But only Sebastian's oh, the other, playing. Yeah, the, other, the other, the other one wants to start playing. The other one is like ready. all the parents tell me, like, put him in uniform. Like, I guarantee you, he'd be just as good at, as any other kid. He wants to just jump in there so bad, but yeah, one I at just, a time. One at a time. Now, Ricky, yeah. uh, your Sebastian is a monster. He is probably is he biggest kid on the team. Yeah, he's got to be. Right, he's just such a nice kid, real good kid. But we, I remember when my son Mateo was playing t-ball, you're like, you all excited about it the first couple of years. Then afterward, you're like, damn, there's like 45 minutes to go still. Like, like the kid just can't fathom that. Are you getting that frustration part, Rick? I know you're feeling it. It's cute. It's yeah. awesome. It's a great moment. But at the same time, it's like when the, when it's not your kids, you're like, damn, like, hey. Actually, we have a little girl, we have a little girl on the team. She's freaking awesome. All she wants to do is run the bases as fast as she can, and I think that I get a kick out of that. Yeah, it's just yeah. the funniest. Thing. Like she just she's like, can I run the bases? I'm like, go ahead, yeah. you know. And then we do these at the end um, of the of the of the game, and she's like, I'm like, just catch up, catch up to that kid over there, and run as fast as you can. And she's like, she'll run, and she's like, can I do it again? I'm like, go ahead. The mom loves it. She's like, good, like. Let her get all her energy out. Yeah. So, <laughs> burn, that, out. burn that energy. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. what it is. And, and you guys are really active with your kids. Like, I, I, you know, I used to work at the park. So when I don't, when I, this is before I had my own kids. So I always got, had the team of like the, like you know, everybody signs up, but then there's always that one team where none of the dads volunteer to coach, or especially for soccer. I don't know how to do that. They, so I'm the park staff. All right, Bethel, you're gonna coach the team of not misfits, but the ones where nobody's really paying attention you're like all right parents so uh, who's gonna help out and it's like oh you know what i'm gonna go to target i'll be back after practice and you realize that you're really just their daycare for that hour and like parents are like oh you ended practice early i'm like yeah because your kid is bad like that's why you did practice yeah. early <laughs> yeah. so, sorry yeah. to change the subject no. i know mattel would like these for his birthday there's a sneaker uh, on the sneaker app right now, you better tune in uh, to try and win those Hall of Fame undefeated Kobe Five. So just a heads up, dude. Get okay. the app now. Uh, let me let me tell you something, Ricky. So my son Tolly is uh, 16 years old, <laughs> and uh, he he's into shoes. He's a basketball player, so you know he likes his. But I also remind him, hey fool, you're old enough now, and private school is expensive, club team's expensive, school team's expensive, and your foot is growing. So you get one pair of shoes for the season, and rest of that. You better go find somewhere else. Don't be coming at me with, oh, this shoe just dropped. This is not. No, 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 no. So, Ricky, well, all that little attitude of, like, go buy him shoes? No. Yeah, I got two. We can, we can resolve this two ways, Beto, for you. Uncle Ricky, Uncle Ricky could maybe do it. Uncle uh, Ricky hooked already, him up. I've already Uncle, done it. He's got a few pairs from me. Dude, so. Okay. Yeah, right. so, so the other option. the other option is I'm sure, like, Starbucks is hiring down the road or, uh, or Target or um, – Actually, I mean, somebody's hiring. Yeah. So uh, as soon as the school year is over, he's getting a job this summer because he's going to start driving. Car insurance is expensive. I looked into it like, dude, no. Like, and you're driving, fool. So you're going to get a job. He's actually going to start like a referee in youth sports like T-ball and uh, umpiring soccer, all that other stuff. Because the schedule's busy. But Ricky did hook him up with some shoes. But I told Mattel, you better enjoy them because your foot's going to outgrow them. Sure enough, yeah. he outgrew the shoes that Ricky gave him. But he, squ- he, Rick, Rick, what size is, is he, he now? 11 and a half. Holy oh crap. He's 16? Yeah. 
He's not that big, but yeah. So he's he's starting. Rick, you haven't seen. He, you saw him the other day. He's grown. So he the other day, oh. Rick, Ricky gave him an awesome pair of Jordans, some white ones, and he goes to private school, so they don't ever get dressed up. But then I see him on Mother's Day at his mom's house, and he's all dressed up nice. I'm like, oh, all of a sudden, wait, I thought those shoes that Ricky gave you didn't fit, but his toes were jammed in. So that's that's your future right there. Hey. By the way, Billy Warlord just asked me if we're live on YouTube. If you can, send text me the link. Beto, obviously, this me and Josh are wearing his hats today. Oh, okay. I'm now. You guys get a chance, follow it. Um, he's he's a shit man. He's a good dude. Totally would tell you he's a great, Billy he's a great dude. A man. So yeah. who who's this he, Billy Warlord? He's the head of uh, minor league operation. Like uh, minor, league. he's the head of minor, all the minor leagues when, when spring training. Uh-huh. He's the head of everything, making sure all the minor leaguers have their units ready, their pants ready. He's he's a clubby, but I feel like he he's clubby to the max because, as you know, totally when you're in minor league camp, it's freaking like five hundred guys, dude, and it's left and right. And this guy's just always. These guys are first class. All- I, I always say this, Rick. I always say I think those guys have a harder job than big league head clubbies. That job, right? Hey, five hundred. It, it's probably like five hundred is the stretch, but between players and staff, I bet you it's close to that. And and then you get and now listen, Beto. You have to understand they bring in like you get a new kid that comes in. They have no idea what to do. They're asking for free shit all the time, and they need this and they need that, and I. I, I cannot imagine having that job. You just have to you have to learn to say no, I guess. And yeah, no. Dude, when I first I, I first met uh Billy, I remember I walked into that minor league clubhouse and you don't know you don't know anything. I mean I started I, obviously I signed in 05. I hadn't been to a normal spring training yet, and then in 06 I started off in big league camp for two weeks and then get sent down and I think I learned it at an early, early age. Like I was like, just you know, everyone would always say, just be nice to clubbies, be nice to those guys. Those guys, you know, they're 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 there for you, you know. But don't abuse them. And I feel like I grew up such a big friendship with him from the first day on. I remember I used to be sponsored by TPX when I first started playing, and I signed the glove for him. He, I don't know if he still does to this day, but last time I was there. And guys who have FaceTimed me from his office, he still has that glove up oh, there. He's like, I'll never take it down. I'll just, cool, I, I'll, I'll never take it down. And and it was just sitting in his in his office. And I'm sure that obviously the the the, the offices in in Toronto and Dunedin have grown big time now because they got a new facility and all that. But I, I, he he to this day, I I think I I would hope he still has that glove up. But I, I'm sure guys now are like, who the hell is Ricky Romero? <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Come on, man. Give you got to keep the legacy. Love up there, and he's yeah. I mean, like like totally said it. Those guys are just their job is so hard, man. They're just moving left and right, and they're and but everything, you would think everything's in order. You know, there was never any. They never feel any pressure. It's like they're like yeah. You know, sometimes they're just eating their lunch and everything chilling. I'm like, bro, how do you do this? Five hundred guys to do laundry after the. Yeah. The day is over, and they're there extra hours. That nobody knows the work that those guys put in, but it's a lot, man. And, and you yeah, and then the tra- and then the strength coaches. This always used to get me, and, and I, I would, um, I, I think clubbies can speak to this. But you get like strength coaches that want to uh, work out at the end of the day, right? So first off, some get there at three o'clock in the morning to work out to get the day going, and then some guys will stay in afterwards. So you go through your spring training day, you play your game, you're done at four four thirty. 
And then all of a sudden they put their players through workouts. Now it's 5.30. And now some of the strength coaches, they, they love working out at like 6.30. They never take into consideration the clubbies that have to stick around and wait for uh, – wait for these guys to get done to do their laundry. And I mean, you talk about putting 14, 16 hour days in. Yeah. I, um, one of the first jobs that I ever applied for yeah. was minor league assistant clubhouse assistant for the Visalia Oaks. And I yeah. was, I applied for a broadcaster job and I'm like, well, let me also apply for just to get any kind of job I applied for. It, and I remember getting an email back. Uh, the guy said, uh, so you know about laundry, this, this and that. I'm like, the hell do I need to do laundry for? Like, I, I didn't know that clubbies do laundry. And uh, that obviously that didn't go that far. I, I said, have a working knowledge of how to. Uh... <laughs> hey, he, just me, he just texted me that uh, that he still has it. He still has it. Oh, nice. He still got the glove. He's building right now. I was like, send me a picture. He's like, but. So I, I send them the link. I, I, you know what? If, if he gets a chance, maybe he can join us for 10, 15 minutes and he can talk a little bit about what it's like. Yeah. Those guys do deserve recognition. You know, it's yeah, like we they, had, don't, they don't get enough. No, no, no. We had drop, and we had drop not uh, one of our few first episodes, and and nobody ever talks about the bullpen catcher, but those guys have a tough ass job too. They're there sitting there blocking balls yeah. all day yeah. during spring training, and drop usually would get there, you know, like uh, five in the morning to make sure every single field is set up with balls, and and and, and then dude, it. Hey, and don't forget he. It, with Toronto, Drop had to rub all the balls up, all the yeah. all the for the for the bullpens and the game balls. Oh, sh- we got we got oh. we got a special guest coming in. There all he right. is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Billy Ward>. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him. I met him at, at the oh. winter meetings. This is a good dude right here. Hey, yeah. Oh, what's up? What's oh. happening? All right, so Ricky introduces uh, full name and title once again. If you just join us on the podcast right now. Well, I don't know his title because there's a fucking million titles. <laughs> but he, when I was there, he was the head uh, of uh, minor league uh, club operations. So Billy uh, Warlow, he actually, you know what? Um, before before I forget, he was actually in the big leagues last year because of the whole COVID thing, and they needed somebody to come fill in. He was the guy in Buffalo doing the the the, the big league side, the visitor side. So that was cool for him. I remember, I I like almost like it was like. It was like one of my best friends making it to the big leagues. You no, know? really? That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was dope, and these guys were, were excited. Him and Freddie. You remember Freddie, Josh? Yeah, I remember uh, Freddie. Where's Freddie? <laughs> Freddie, he's, where's, hey, here's Freddie right here. Freddie. <laughs> Who's Freddie? What does he do? Oh, it's, it's Freddie is his assistant, man. There he is. Look, that's Freddie. <laughs> that's the guy. Oh, my gosh. Freddie. Freddie, you're There's... going viral right now. <laughs> Hey, Freddie's a legend in Venezuela, man. He's a oh, legend yeah. in Venezuela. Yeah, see, second, he, he carries second fiddle to me. <laughs> you, you guys hey, can Freddy. talk, Billy. Freddie, uh, you can talk, bro. Freddie, is it true? Is, to- is, is cierto que Josh Tolly is leyenda in Venezuela? Uh, yes, in Caracas. <laughs> Let him know, Freddie. I'm a caballo. El caballo. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, let him know, Freddie. Him and my sir is tourists. <laughs> what a name! Yeah, yeah, man. That, those 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 guys are. Oh, did he go? No, nah, he's there. He go? He's there. He's there. Oh, he's there. yeah. No, nah, Billy, we were just just talking about you, man, and we're about saying how hard your job is. 
No, it's all it's awesome. Um, I've been here for 22 years. Freddie's been with me for 21. Um, it's been many ups and downs and long road. And like Ricky said, I appreciate you, uh, you know, calling us on. But I appreciate you also putting it out there. We finally made it up to the big leagues last year on the visiting side, and it was a great experience, great opportunity. But um, back here in the minor leagues, and we're running it. Um, 300 or 400 guys a year come through here. and What? Everybody that's been drafted, everybody that's been released. Um, many stories, many laughs. We have plenty of laughs with Rick, with uh, Tolly. We've had got plenty of things that we can uh, discuss, but we probably won't get a, get to it. On nah, the we'll, be, we'll, be, yeah, we'll be professional. No, we'll be professional. No, yeah, no, yeah, kind of. A lot of, a lot of late afternoons <laughs> at, the, at the old clubhouse with the boys. Well, Billy, well, Billy, Billy we, if we have – Billy, we had drop on here, right? So if if you can have drop on this podcast, you can do everything else. Now, Billy, I'm I'm the I'm asked the dumb questions here. What do you do on a normal day? Um, on a normal day, wow. I'm the equipment coordinator for the whole organization from AAA down to the Dominican Republic. So oh I'm overseeing God. the equipment that comes in here for the you know minor league spring training, which is over 300 people and then after that we have extended spring training with about 100 guys um then we go right into golf coast league and then we have um then we have instructional ball so we're going year round here at the complex uh and at the same time after spring training we have we up until this year we had six minor league teams this year we have four um so i oversee all the equipment and getting everything to and from those affiliates for all the teams as they go and uh and on top of that, then we have another hey, eighty so when, players. When guys are there's guys that are coming like bitching at him, like, "Hey, where's my glove?" or "Where's my bat?" And he's like, "Dude, I don't know. Like, relax, you know." So, again, there's a way to treat these guys, man. And and, and they're they're just they're 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 not the male. They're not FedEx. They're not UPS. You know, they're just there. You know, when your equipment arrives, it arrives. It arrives, and sometimes they, you know, like Rick said, they come in. On, on a on a heater and they come in on their high horse and we don't know where it is they don't know where it is and we ask for a tracking number and now now all of a sudden their agent can't provide a tracking number so most of <laughs> most of yeah. all the players yeah we just blame it on Billy when something goes wrong you point the finger at Billy that's uh, I I I've, I have to say though. Um, I, I got this advice years ago, and somebody told me, take care of the people that take care of you. And, Billy, speak speak to that because those days are over. You guys, they don't, guys don't have that thought process as much anymore. Am I right? And it's kind of gone the way, you know, baseball has gone that way by, you know, scrapping, you know, a lot of the, the quote-unquote dues or – Stuff like that, and and the older guys try to still pass it along to the younger guys, and some of the younger guys are following those old baseball codes. Um, but I mean, one one in particular player I'll never forget. We had a guy rehabbing from the major leagues, and he came in, and all he wanted to do was play ping pong and ping pong. So we bought a ping pong table, we bought ping pong paddles, we bought balls, we bought assignment, <laughs> and he doesn't leave my guys anything so i send a message over to dunedin and he says those guys didn't do a, a effing thing for me i didn't i don't need to send them any money so we're like, okay. We're hey. like okay we'll be back we'll get hurt again <laughs> we got hurt. Yeah. come down yeah I tell 
Wash his don't wash his laundry. Don't do yeah. anything. And, These guys uh, remember, man. They, 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 and yeah, they, they, yeah. But and Billy's in contact everywhere, all over. It's just like us, like saying, like, like me texting Tolly, hey, dude, who, who's, who's, who's the asshole with the New York Yankees? Like everyone talks, man. That baseball community, everyone talks, everyone knows, everyone knows who's a cheap ass, and everyone knows if if you didn't take care of somebody when they did something for you, like. So in the end, just don't be a jackass, you know. Hey, uh, here, here's, next year, and here's little Soleil, by the way. Look at Soleil. She knew new listener. We, we don't, we don't wash anything. We don't wash any clothes for him. The next year, he comes down. The first day, he comes into my office. Why didn't my uniform get washed? Why didn't my clothes get washed? I said, Well, last year we didn't do an effing thing for you, so we're not going to do anything for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. But, hey, but Billy, but, play, Billy, there's, there's the a big- name. Hurt all the time, and now he's out of baseball. Yeah, that's about right. Hey, there's a thing called there's a thing called RBI, right? That clubbies talk about right back in. So when the guys throw their loop into the laundry bin, if if you're pissed off at the, if the clubbies hate you, they take it right out of the laundry bin and right back into your locker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's real. But uh, but Billy, your job is to wash it for them. So can't they get you in trouble by not because you didn't do it? Well, let's talk about the circumstances. I, I actually told that one individual player, I told him we could have a meeting with the GM if he wanted to, but he decided not to go. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Now, oh, yeah. before you came on, I was telling these guys I applied for a job years ago with the Visalia Oaks to be the clubhouse assistant. No clue what I was doing. They asked me if I knew about laundry. I was like, I have a working knowledge. But, like, you're there to work. You're not there to be a fanboy, too, right? So, Marco Favela brings up a question right here. He's watching live. How often do you have to tell your staff not to take memorabilia? Like, you're not, t- you're there to work. You're not a fan. Well, tell them, tell them, Billy. Fortunately for me, I have a I have a staff that's been with me for more than seven or eight years, so it's it's pretty easy on us. But you know, that was one of the first things I established when I got here was you know, we try not to you know don't ask for it. You know who the guys are. You know who the prospects are. And you try to stay away from it. But you know, some of these guys do like Ricky was saying with the glove. I mean, some of these guys do just bring you stuff. Uh, we we try not to do it. Uh, we don't advocate it. It happens, yes, but it's not a. We haven't had a, a big problem with it here. I know other organizations have. We haven't run into that issue. Um, but like I said, it's it's all over. My first job was the same way, like you, and was like Gee, I didn't know how to do laundry. That's what I signed up for. Um, and it was, it was a crazy first year. I was in the Carolina League, and you're there till two, three o'clock in the morning doing laundry. I I didn't have a clue what I was. One hundred percent. I just got done and playing college baseball. I thought I knew what it was all about, and it was it was crazy. And then, luckily, you know, two years later, I got this job, and it took me about eight years to realize that I didn't have to do laundry anymore. That's what my guys. Were. <laughs> <laughs> He's the boss now. He's the boss. Yeah. But but yeah, it, it, like Billy's saying, you know, it, a lot of it, it comes from certain like if, you know, if, let's say there's like a a big time guy there that comes down and rehab. They'll, they most likely they'll leave, leave like a signed bat or I, I never, I never found it like where it was like, Oh, wh- why are they asking me to sign stuff? Like, dude, that's the least you can do, you know, sometimes. And for me, it was like the glove thing was just like, I think when I walked into his office one day, when I first signed, he had somebody else's up there and I was like, dude, I'm going to leave a glove there one day. And then sure enough, <laughs> and then like, I go. I, and then I think Aaron Sanchez no, always pointed out, I, I was, 
he'd always be in your office pointing it out. Totally one up to you, but we won't go there. Yeah, that's oh. right. Oh, yeah. do tell. Yeah. That's, that's, no, no, that's it's, it, yeah, this is uh, no, it's uh, yeah, we just stay right there. Ricky, your glove looks nice up there, Ricky. Yeah, that's right. Ricky, your glove looks good up there. <laughs> oh, and if you guys want to hear the full story, then you can send me some money on and I'll, I'll get to you guys here. But no, this is the yeah. good story. There you go. Uh, Matt, so. Now, you meet everybody when they come to the organization first. So, essentially, you're like the parent, right? You're like the T-ball. You see them from little kid. The next thing you know, they, some guys go on to be Hall of Famers. Who are some of the guys over the years that just left an impact on you? Oh, man. A lot of the, you know, the older guys. Tony Fernandez, when I was first here, Tony Fernandez was trying to make a comeback. And uh, we had tons of guys rehabbing. Shannon Stewart was awesome. Um God, man, you're you're trying to dig out some whole good names for me. Dave Stewart was one of the first people. He was one of my first bosses and uh, one of the first people I met when I came into the organization. Guy I grew up watching. And, and, you know, all these guys come in and I look up to them as well. You know, they're a lot younger than me, but you still look up to them because of what they do, what they possess, and the kind of people they are and how they hold themselves. Ricky, um, man, through the years, we've had some people. Tony Batista. Um, Homer Bush, like all those guys, just just certain people, man. That they just I'm, walk a certain I'm, way, carry, carry themselves a certain way. It's it's awesome. I'm, I'm telling you about the, the the vibe these guys set, though. Like him, his staff, Freddie. Like you, literally, like it's when you're hanging out in the clubhouse in spring training, you're actually hanging out in his office, and he had chairs all around, and you just sit there, honestly, and just shoot the shit with all these guys, and. He's there. We're just talking. Obviously, if they have something to do, they're doing it. But everyone always triggered into the to, to the to the clubby's uh, office. We'd sit there and, and, and I mean, if those walks walk speak, if those walks could speak, man, they'd have some great stories. Because you had like Joe Bell, Tim Tully, Brain. Tully, you had Tully never walked in the front door. He always walked in the side door. Every damn right. Came, Every day. Hey, I stayed. Hey, those dirty ass couches that sit in his office. My God, we sit there and have we. You're right, Ricky. We tell stories till we're. I mean, till Billy's like, "Come on, dude, we gotta go home. It's it's bedtime." Like, okay, we'll be back here tomorrow and do it all over again. Wow. Yeah, George, there is. George, there's a culture. Tim Raines, George Bell. I mean, Roberto Alomar. You name it. Sandy Alomar. Sandy's unbelievable person. Ricky can attest uh, to the guy. We still, to this day, Devon White's in our organization and uh, Dennis Holmberg for anybody, you know, who's out there listening who doesn't know who Dennis Holmberg is. He's got 1,700 wins as a minor league coach. He's been – he's the longest tenured Blue Jay employee. He's been here 39 years coaching in the minor leagues. Yeah. I mean, or some of the people that are around are some incredible hey, baseball people. Dennis Holmberg was a legend in Auburn, New York, um, and <laughs> he he was the head coach there in short season. And That's where Auburn uh, – <laughs> Auburn University? Yeah. We won't go there. We won't go there. <laughs> yeah, leave it there. Leave it there. And honestly, he was a legend there, man. Like, that guy, they would they would roll out the red carpet to him, and he'd have every first rounder he had would uh, have to make him coffee for the whole year that whatever time they spent there. 
So when I first got there, he'd have me make his coffee every fucking morning, man. I'd, I'd walk into his office, uh, set up the pot, and I didn't know how to set up a goddamn pot when I first got there. So I had to le- learn, and yeah, man, I was, I was yeah, yeah. Wait, was, why would he make you guys do that? Just to kind, of, it was just kind of a just a little bit of a teasing, just like, hey, you're the <laughs> high money guy. Make me my coffee, you know. You're still a rook in my eyes, kind but, of. Type but thing. you you learn something too, right? About accountability and make sure that your boss oh, yeah. is staying care oh, of. I, I think there were some players that would like overflow the <laughs> stuff like that. Like, yeah. So, but he would always laugh about it, and then he had like these these awards that he'd hang out hand out after the game and put you on a list. Dude, it was funny. I was only there for two weeks, so whoever somebody else, whoever the next high draft pick was, he took on the job for the rest of the season. But yeah, he's he's been a, a long tenure guy. He's an awesome guy, and yeah. like as Billy said, I mean, he's been there forever. Billy, when you see some of these kids come through, right, and you, you're looking at them, what was 21-year-old Ricardo Romero like when you first met him? <laughs> he was a mess. <laughs> he was a mess. <laughs> you know what, what I tell a lot of these guys in his – and I, Ricky heard this story, and he could probably attest to it. And I still tell these guys to this day. And I've, I mean, I'm best of friends with Ricky. I'm best of friends with Aaron Sanchez. Um, good, great, best of friends with Tolly. We we all still talk. And I think last time Tolly and I talked before a few days ago, I was in a car with, uh, I think I was in an Uber with Drew Hutchison. Yeah. And we called Tolly, had a conversation. But um, a lot of these guys, honestly, when they come in, like you said, 21 years old, and I hear stories you know, horror stories and things that are going on off the field. And I tell people the mental guys and the psychology guys think that they have a tough job, but I've heard more stories than any of those people. And I, the first thing I tell them all is don't get married till you get to the big leagues. You're going to be hopping. <laughs> and you don't know what's going to happen. And I'll be damned. You ask Ricky if he didn't hear that story. Yeah. He, well, yeah. He heard that story. Or twice. That's one of the hardest ones to understand because these guys, you know, they're traveling, going from city to city, and it's just crazy who's following them. And and it's tough. It's tough on both halves. It's tough on the on the player, and tough probably on the. On Honestly, I, the I, I think I think Billy has a PhD in uh, sports psychology or uh, <laughs> baseball. You know, baseball psychology based on all the stories he's heard. Because, like I said, Beth, his office is literally the place where we would all sit. And when you were. Going shitty, I was going shitty towards the end of my career, so I'd, I'd sit there and we'd, we'd, we'd shoot the shit every day. And, 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 you know, I mean, these guys try to uplift you too and everything, so that would make it easier. But, yeah, man, it was it, – it's true. It's true. I remember hearing that story, like, don't get married. Like, you're young. You know, once you're established, yada, 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 go ahead. But And Billy, you know, Billy, the young kids, dude, the 17, 18-year-old kids who come in with their – with their with their girlfriends thinking they're gonna marry them, and then next thing you know, it just—I yeah. mean, for some it happens, for some it doesn't, you know. And Rick freed himself up in Double A, and next thing you know, he's in the big leagues. There you go. <laughs> Billy, you do the math, huh? You do the math. Hey, hey, it, 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 I, I, I do often say that it's like all these people, like in the baseball psychology world, they have all these degrees and they're the masters and they know everything, but it's like, no, you actually have no freaking idea. Because it is true. I mean, you talk about I, – I, I just remember when I got optioned down my first time to minor league camp with the Blue Jays, I thought I was going to make the team. It was a no-brainer. And it's like you go there, you're a little bitter, you're pissed off, and then you see Billy and his staff, and they do. They uplift you. They they keep you going. They find, hey, they'll put you in check too, hey, maybe not as good as you think you are. 
or hey, nah. keep grinding. Uh, no, that's how it is, though. But that that is that's yeah. important. You 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 create a shitty culture in a minor league clubhouse. It's hell for freaking two months. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, we like you were saying, Beto. It's like uh, you know, eighteen year olds too. It's not just a twenty-one year old, you know, Ricky Romero, twenty-two year old Josh Soli. It's we have guys, we have a you know, we have guys that are fresh here from the Dominican, sixteen, seventeen years old, and and you gotta you know play that route, and you got guys that are here that are thirty-two, thirty-three year old, you know, rehabbing or trying to make the Triple A team or just get sent down from the major. I have a question for you. So you have, yep. like, you, you mentioned these young, like, and to give a perspective to our listeners, you have these young 16, 17-year-olds from the Dominican. What do you try and do to, like, make make sure these guys, because obviously, one, they're missing home, they're lonely. Some of these guys are the first time in the States, you know, so they know nothing about what's going on in, 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 in Florida or in, in, in the States. They don't know how everything works. How do you make it easier for them to cut? And obviously you have Freddie who speaks Spanish and he, he's friends with all of them. But like, how do you make it easier for them for that transition? You have to, you have to almost hold their hands with everything you do, you know, off the field. I mean, anywhere from, you know, like the laundry part of it to get in their equipment. You, and the, the one thing you, you have to do is you have to make them comfortable. You have to make them feel comfortable. And I think I heard one on your Venezuela podcast I think it was Tolly that was talking about it. Um, you you try to make you try to make strides and speak Spanish, and if you don't have it right, they're going to meet you halfway and they're going to help you mm-hmm. get where you. And you have to try to make them feel that they can do the same thing speaking English. If they don't feel comfortable, they're not going to open up. You have to get them to understand they can speak English and mess up. We'll be here for you to help you, and then you have to basically until they get it, you have to help them out. You have to help them out with food. You have to help them out with where they're staying and and how they yeah. how they go about treating people it, it's a lot different in those cultures and they have to learn how to respect and talk in a respectful manner and it all starts right here where we are and hopefully you know it translates to the streets or the restaurants are going into the hotels are staying at and places are visiting but it's it's a process to you know like you said freddie freddie has made my life so easy i have you know he's from venezuela it, it makes things a lot easier on me and the whole staff and honestly the whole organization. And I don't even know if the organization understands the impact he's had on what, you know, on what he's done. It, it's incredible. Um, yeah. But you got to walk You Basically you got to hold their hand and, and get them to that point. And, you know, hopefully after two or three years and when their English gets better, they start understanding it. Then it, you know, then you can see that's when the things start happening, see things in your, you feel, you know, major accomplishment and you feel yeah. it's pretty good damn. Because you, you've seen a lot of those young kids grow up. You know, I'm sure a lot of the guys that are in the big leagues or that were in the big leagues in the past, you've seen that, especially from the from the Latino side, you've seen that development of a 16, 17-year-old. The next thing you know, they're, they're, they're in the big leagues and you're just like, wow, I remember when that kid came and he just had a pair of cleats. Because some of these guys just have a pair of cleats, one glove, and, yeah. and that's, you know, and, and they don't have anything else. And here's Billy. And again, his office it's not just um you know it's the latino guys hanging in there and dude it's everyone it's it's just they, they have such respect for this guy that i and like again he's created that culture so it's got to be cool for you to see these guys when you get them as babies as 16 year olds and the next thing you know it's like bam you know yeah it's centcom back here we call it centcom we get everything started they come here and get all their you know their first hat shirt shorts uniform all comes through here and then uh, to watch them grow and grow, like you said, and, and 
to the big leagues is, is awesome. That's a great feeling. And it's good to, you know, you go down to the Dominican, you go to winter league games and you show up and they look at you and they're like, hey, what are you doing here? Like, it, it's awesome yeah. to see that, to see them in the major league stadiums, you know, to show up at a game and they're there. You show up in the clubhouse and they haven't seen you in a year or two because they've been bouncing around double A AA or triple A. And that's a cool feeling. When they finally get there, it's a cool feeling. And on the other end of the spectrum, we've seen many, many, many guys, thousands get released and, and you know they go home and and you know you'll get a text message or they'll come in the office and plenty of tears and <clears throat> you know plenty of sad days and and you hopefully you know you hope that they grow and they get somewhere else and a lot of guys don't they don't get to another yeah. Opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. when when I, when I remember when i got released when i got released by the toronto blue days probably the, the last person i hugged coming out of that clubhouse is billy honestly he was he him and then i remember freddie driving me to the to the airport um, and, um, yeah, I mean, it, these guys see it all. They, they see the evolution, but they also see the, the ugly side of baseball where it's, you know, the releases and all that. And I, me and him had grown such a great friendship over those 10 years. And when it was time to say goodbye, it was like, I don't know anything else, man. And it was like, dude, you're, you'll be fine. And, and, and next thing you know, I, obviously I land on my feet, go with the Giants. But still, like you're used to a certain – thing for 10 years and now it's completely different with the with the Giants I, and I remember walking to that minor league clubhouse <laughs> it was like where's Billy you know, like this you know as they say and I'm not nothing not no knock on the Giants or anything like that but the grass isn't always greener on the other side you know and, and, yeah. and, and you just kind of learn you're like wow like I really had it good over there with those guys you know and, and not that I ever took it for granted but it was like wow those guys just did it at a much different level and I think yeah. my more, first text- more personal Ricky was, hey, how are things in San Francisco? Let me know what it's like. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, yeah, that's part of the reason we love doing the podcast. And it's, we, you know, we don't talk baseball. Like when people are like, oh, we're going to come on the show. And Ricky has to remind them, we're not talking about how the team is doing right now. We're not talking about standings or who, what the big matchup is. We don't even care. We don't even talk about baseball this year. We talk about the stories. And I think what you guys were talking about going to his office, that camaraderie, that's what matters, and like, was it ten years later, Ricky? You're still talking to this guy that you met when you first walked in because okay. that's what mattered to you. Like those kind of relationships that you build over the years. Totally, you've told me about this, and Ricky, you've told me about this. Like you see him. Oh, is he gone? I think he's gone. Uh, he'll he'll jump back on. But like the, a- the admiration you guys have for him, not for the job that he did, but for the person that he is. That's what baseball is all about. That's what team sports are about. That goes back to what I was talking about with T-ball. Those memories. Learning how to play well with others, that takes you through life for so much. Well, that, I, that, that's like kind of the biggest thing, too. It's like you don't realize the impact that these guys have because, like Ricky said, it, it's different. Oh, there he is. Um, it's different because it is different place to place. And the idea that you need a sounding board when you go in there, and this is what I, I stress and I talk a lot about because I, I believe in it, is the camaraderie of the game that's gone. I was with an old teammate uh, yesterday, actually, and we were, we were talking about the change in, in the culture. And it's sad, but it's changing. It's changing in front of his eyes as much as it is um, everybody else's that, that understands what it used to be. To be able to go and sit in Billy's office and kick your feet up after you've just taken your third 0 for 4 in spring training and you're like questioning whether you can play or not, you go let Billy in there, and he'll uh, he'll get your mind right. And um, <laughs> but I, I just think I it, it is something that's going away, and it pisses me off more than anything. 
You're over for it, and Billy's like, "Hey, what do you want for lunch?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, Billy, Billy, should we go to the wing house again tonight? <laughs> don't bring hey, up, dude, don't bring up the wing house, please. Okay, <laughs> all right, done. we're done with the wing house. Wait, Billy, right now the big league team is in Dunedin, right? Is that where they're yes. at? So yes. you're you're in charge of the major league games that are going on? Nope, I have nothing to do with that. I'm back down in the minor leagues. Okay. So, um, so Billy, I'm, Billy, I'm, Billy, talk, talk to us about your first day in the show, though. Like you, you got you got a taste of it for for half of sixty games or thirty games, whatever it was, home home games in Buffalo. But how was that? How was that moment? I remember you told me you texted me. You're like, it's not official till they announce my name and I'm walking down the line. That's when it'll sink in. And I was like, all right, all right. So how was that moment for you, honestly? Like, oh wow, you're pretty official till the first pitch. So till the no, first pitch, awesome. we um. You know, the the first experience we had was uh, the Marlins came in, and um, they didn't they didn't show up until something happened with the luggage or equipment. The equipment was coming in. Equipment got there five thirty a.m. So that was our that was our first little experience. So five thirty a.m. and they were coming in at twelve o'clock. So we had to get everything ready. The laundry from the night before had to be done. Um, so getting everything set up was, you know, it was a rush, rush deal. Uh, we got it done. We got it ready. And, you know, it was nerve wracking the first day. We didn't know what to expect. And, um, you know, we tried to do it as best as we could and line it up. And the guys started trickling. In. I knew a couple coaches. I knew a few players that actually played for the Blue Jays that were there, which was cool. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, right before the first pitch, just nervous, nervous, nervous. It's, I mean, for me, it was the first time being a big so I can only imagine what it's like for players. Um, and it was, you know, like you dream when you're growing up to play. And I didn't make it playing. I played through college. But I always told my parents I'd make it to the big league somehow, some way. And uh, I did. I actually made it there, you know, this route. I never thought it was I've been in my 20 years. And uh, it was cool, man. It was a cool experience. It was awesome. It was awesome, awesome. It's, yeah, it's dream come true, no matter what. That's what I would I mean, it's, it's the experience more than anything. Oh, yeah, it was great. And then every team that came in, man, we we had ex-players, ex-coaches, you know, from the Blue Jays, every single team that came in, which was even – it was cooler than I even expected. Man. And yeah, I mean, shit, game. Billy, 20, 22 years, you have to know so many people. Yeah, Holy I was going to – If I could put my black book and Freddie's uh, Venezuelan black book together, man – be a lot. There's plenty of players in those black. Yeah. You know what? How yeah. many numbers do you have saved on your phone? Oh man! Don't even ask. <laughs> That's a good Every question. Yeah, I wonder. It's got to be. It's uh. It's a, it, there's, there's a no man. I don't even know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, to start off, it's players, you know, and then you deal with players, so you you store their number, and yeah. if they get rid. You don't go back and, and delete them. I mean, yeah. And some still keep in touch with some guys. Still call me to this day for tea times. I set up tea times for these players. I yeah. I set up, have reservations at restaurants for these players. I I mean, coaches and reps. Hey. I, I deal with every equipment hey. company you can think. Of. All the reps I have, you know, I have you hundreds want of reps. And I I've never done this. I've never done this. But you want a super connection? Go to Key West with Billy Warlow. I heard he is the. <laughs> The the mayor talk about the mayor. He's above the mayor, though. Key West, really? You wow, sounds like a nice vacation, guy. You, Jimmy Buffett, and Jimmy Johnson are hanging out. 
Uh, Jimmy Buffett's about two hours north. Uh, whatever. We'll go to Margarita. He's, he's in Adelaide. I'm in Key West. I didn't believe it till. I didn't believe it till somebody said, "Yeah, I went to Key West and I dropped Billy Warlow's name, and it was game over." Game over. <laughs> it's true. He laughs, but he, <laughs> it's true. I might Key be West. able to help him. <laughs> That's cool, man. Right, Billy, we appreciate you, man, coming on. Those are good stories. Hey, thanks for listening, by the way. And the hub now. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for wearing the hats. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. Billy, we're going to gonna spread the word. Yeah. I love it. Appreciate it. Thank Always you very good much. to see you, buddy. All right. We'll talk to you talk soon, to Billy. All right. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Have a good day. All right, man. Because you know he's got to go do 8,000 things right now for everybody. So it's yeah. like he's got he's to get caught. Dude. Billy's the man. He's ready to go. He's Billy's on fire. Man. He's good. That was cool. That was cool. That was good. Yeah, just have him on I'm there. Glad on. I'm glad. I, I think sometimes people know, need to know what goes on. Like what I like about our podcast is it's unique in that way, right? I mean, yeah. People know that these people, these guys, should be recognized, and and they do yeah. a lot of work. once again, they do a lot of work. They're they end up getting bad orders, making sure 500 guys Dude. have all their stuff from from. T-shirts, shorts, socks, baseball pants. It's like, like, like you said, Beto. It's like a, a parent making sure his kids have yeah. all their equipment ready and they're yeah. ready to go out there so that they don't have to worry about that when they're out playing. Gloves, belts, you know, cups, everything, everything, everything a baseball player would ever use. Yeah. Well, isn't that some one of the cool things that you guys got when you went to the big leagues? And I mean, in the minors, you one thing, but in the big leagues, how? You don't touch your luggage. You don't do anything. Like, I, I learned last week that they packed their bag for you, right? I didn't know that that exists. But yeah. it's guys like Billy and his crew. And, you know, the Dodgers got to know their uh, young guys that they have there. They know everything. Like, the, the unsung heroes, like the grounds crew, the, the people that are ushers, the people that are there at the stadium. And it's like they're working there not for money, not for fame, anything. They're doing it because they love it. Like, you could hear yeah. in Billy's voice. He had to wake up at five thirty to do something. He wasn't complaining. It's because he loves what he's doing, yeah. and that's rare to find in any profession, right now. Hey, I, I can honestly say I've sat in Billy's office many a times with him, and I, I can truly say I, I don't um, ever remember Billy like being pissed off. And like, obviously, there's shit that happens over the course of the day yeah. that you get the ass at, but never like where you didn't want to approach him or talk to him. Yeah. Whatever his problem was, was his problem. If you let it be. But when you sat in Billy's office, it was like, yo, what's up? How's it going? How's the family? How's it? Like, hey, dude, we should go play golf. Or, hey, whatever the conversation is, he just kept it moving. And that's that 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 was a different culture there. It really was. Billy, Billy's got it buttoned up. That's it's true. Cool. I don't think I ever saw Billy ever mad. Uh, like, no. like, like Oli said, it, you know, the business is a business. And. I'm sure he had his bad days, but man, you can walk into that office and it didn't matter if he was having a bad day. He he would take the time to, to talk to you. Right. It, 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 like I said, it, it's the it's the little things like that 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 I I'm I, I'm glad that we're able to talk about that stuff. Yeah. You know. Because, yeah. Yeah. We can talk about the stuff that goes in between the lines that goes out and dug out in the clubhouse, but these guys behind the scenes make 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 everything happen. And what I'm telling you, dude, Beto, honestly. If there was a big leaguer, like, and I was a big leaguer at the time when I'd come down and you're rehabbing, before you even put your bag down, your shit is in the locker, hung up, ready to roll. Like, these yeah. guys waste time. Like, they know, like, what they got to do. They got, they know, like, you know, obviously they know that you're a big leaguer and that when you're coming down, you're on a rehab assignment. 
they're making sure that they give you that big league treatment and yeah. and you don't have to do that you know they have to do that and for me i always felt weird i'm like dude don't don't unpack my bag like just leave it but you know what though sorry rick to, to marco's point right marco asked the question how often do you tell your staff not to take memorabilia i i always said this like it goes back to my initial point of like take care of the people that take care of you yeah. because those kids that work in the clubhouse bust their ass and like call it fanboy or whatever like i collect autographs i got a bunch of autographs at my house the fact that that like if, if they're taking it and selling it, it's a different conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. but but if they're doing it they, they should have no issue walking up to a guy saying hey can you sign this bat hey can i get a bat sign hey i want to get a jersey made you mind signing a jersey to me like they should be able to do that the amount of work and effort that they put into this that's, that's yeah you know you what know? At, the, at the same time don't you have you guys ever checked somebody because you guys are real humble guys you guys take care of people where you kind of see somebody treat a clubby or by the way have you guys ever like said something to somebody like hey you forget where you come from like oh yeah 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 I, I, yeah 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 or as soon as they walk in i'm like that guy you see right there he's not your you're not below him you're not below him let's just get that shit straight you're not below him treat him with respect because i'm telling you you're gonna you're gonna thank me later. And sure enough, there's been guys that are like, dude, Billy's the man. You know, he's my guy. You yeah. know, Eric Sanchez is a good example. I remember he's like, I was like, bro, if you ever need anything, make sure you treat this guy with respect. You know, and I'm telling you, it's you're gonna you're gonna thank me later. And sure enough, Sanchi to this day is like, dude, Billy's my guy. Billy's my guy. Yeah. And and it, it's not necessarily jumping on anybody's ass, but it was more like, make sure you always take care of these guys. Yeah. Like well, older yeah, in the game, or I realized that. Right, there's guys in the game that think like, oh, no, they wash jock straps and clean my shoes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, really? That's how we're gonna approach this? Like, that's how we're gonna approach these human beings mm-hmm. that work their ass off? They they spend way more time at the ballpark than anybody, yeah. anybody, including the manager. Yeah, there's a there's a couple there's a guy that Ricky knows that I'm not a fan of because he stiffed the clubby one time on on food that the clubby paid for, and he's like, well, I didn't order that. He's like, yeah, you did. Here's the order. He's like, I didn't order that, and just stiffed them. And That's so tired. That's yeah. so tired. And I'm like, oh my god. It's one. Of, it's one of uh, Ricky's best friends. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name, but it's uh, Ace of SoCal. Is the guy who stiffed him on it. So, <laughs> anyway, you know what? Like, so when, so when, uh, when I came down, um, when I was down in the minors, and I wasn't even on Bailey rehab. Like, Billy's the guy who, because sometimes you, you know, or at the time, the food can be minor league food, you know, it's not the best. Yeah. And right, like, he's the guy you approach and you say, hey, dude, can you call, you know, P.F. Chang's and can you make an order for, you know, 200 guys? And, oh, my and work God. Today? You know, stuff like that. And he's the one that sets yeah. it up. Like, they do all that. Everything you can think of, dude. Oh. Like, they do it all. Hey, I need a reservation at a, you know, at a big steakhouse. I got you, dude. I'll call right now and tell them who you are. Boom. Okay, nice. done. You just show up, say your name, boom done so that's why every time I, I i go to if i'm in in tampa or whatever that's the guy i call let's go have dinner it's not even like calling like you know somebody who's big leaguer or who it's billy yeah let's go yeah. That, that's I, I, yeah it's kind of uh like i thought I, I always had a guy no billy's got a guy for billy's the guy got it. 
He's got yeah, a guy for the game. Guys. Yeah, Billy's yeah. got more guys than all of us put together. Yeah. It's uh, funny because we really didn't have a subject for today, I feel like, nah. for today's podcast, but it like turned out to be – yeah, that just fun. That's actually I what, what I wanted to get onto because uh, that's part of the reason why I brought up the T-ball and seeing the kids. And, Ricky, you've seen this in the group chat where I've been getting sentimental lately about kids growing up and, like, how time flies. Seeing Sebastian, your son, playing T-ball. Because I wanted to go watch him the other day, but it didn't work out. But it's like, damn, like, I'm seeing my kid who's a high school sophomore – and now I'm seeing kids that he played with because I always had my kid play o- older. So some of the kids that he played with totally are now going to be graduating high school. There was wow. a, a girl who was on our soccer team, Simone Miles, who's going to go to uh, a school in Pennsylvania, got a full scholarship. I saw her in the newspaper the other day. I hadn't thought about her since she was like nine years old. She's like one of the best basketball players in the area. I'm like, dude, I coached her. You know, uh, a kid, Anthony Hoya, who went to our camp last year, who I went to high school with his dad. I, I saw him pitch yesterday. And I'm standing next to him, I'm like, this is a grown-ass man. So I've been getting yeah, sentimental, like, dude, realizing my kid's going to be gone in a couple years. And what got me was, what I want to talk about was Ricky the other day opened up baseball cards. Right, Rick? You were doing a, a break. Yeah, dude. And I'm Ricky, like, oh, dude, now. our group chat got into Ricky and this other kid named Jess who's involved, who charged, charges way too much money. But he's, uh, he's telling Ricky all about baseball cards. I got lost. But I started Googling this and going on Twitter and looking at Baseball card phenomenon is back and it's booming right now. So I wanted Ricky Dude, to talk about this right now. Josh, have you, Josh? Have you? Do you know how much these cards are cards are worth now? Like some yeah, of these cards. I, I didn't realize the business. Been, crazy. Right, I, I've been I've been doing some research on it. Interestingly enough, guys, I was uh, I was I was in New York City yesterday and uh, I had breakfast with uh, with a friend of mine and he put. We were talking about trading cards. Actually, he, he collects trading cards. There's a database called TC, D as in David, B as in boy.com. It's called the Trading Card Database. And you can plug your name in or plug anybody's name in and see how many cards, which cards are out there, which cards are available. I, I, I was, like, fascinated at how many yeah. cards of just, of just myself, right? Like I just did it for myself. But think about, like, you're looking at the, how big the industry has gotten. And, like, you just plug the name in and it's right there. What Dude, is it? I, T- I, Wait, hold on, Rick. I, what is it? Real quick. What is it? It's, it's, totally. What? T. What? T. C. T. C. D is in David. B is in boy. Okay. T. C. D. Okay. And for me, it was just I. I had ordered this. Or a guy in our group had ordered some cards for me. These All Star Game cards that I just wanted because I want to keep them for the boys. And he's like, "Come by the shop. The shop is literally like." down the street <laughs> a five minute walk down the street so i walked in there dude and i started opening packs and i'm spending like money and i'm like oh my god what did i just do now i'm watching uh live shows on instagram on on guys opening carts and it's dude it's it's mind-blowing not just baseball but like formula one is huge you land a yeah. lewis Hamilton card dude you're you're in the thousands two thousands you land an autograph it's like ten thousand dollars yeah dude, it's it's I, the the dude Beto the the somebody at that shop pulled a LeBron James card. It sold for one hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Stop it! Yeah, and then not long ago, Jess sent me a picture of it. A Ja Morant one of one autograph by him sold for two hundred and forty nine thousand dollars. Dude, it's it's insane. It's That's... the 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 market right now is. Dude, I, I was blown away. I was because blown away. Yeah. You, Ricky did a, a a break on Instagram. You were with somebody in Toronto, right? Where yeah, they, yeah. they interviewed Ricky on Instagram Live as they're opening up cards 
Like, I didn't quite understand what was going on because I, I haven't been paying oh, attention. So, you, so I did it with Jess the other day. So you pay, you pay in ahead, and then it, boom, it pops up to their computer, and they're like, okay. So they put out the – for me, it was just like – so I'm using an example now. So let's say they have a whole box. They open up a box, and they have all these boxes of, 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 of trading cards. They'll tell the, the – the, they're like, Ricky, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool. What box do you want? What, they count them. They're like – Tell me what number you want. Okay, I want number five. Boom, they'll pick out number five. They open it up, and then they just open them up for you. They're just opening them up for you, and you're seeing the the the, the big time cards that you land at the time. It, dude, it's I was mind blown. I was I was like I, I my first break there. Here, I'll yeah. show you right now. And nobody knows the value of it, but if one of our listeners or somebody listening, I landed a a one of one. It, it, there's only one card made. The first packet I I open, it's Gaylord Perry. And it's it's part of his uniform on the card. What? And you see it right there. It's it says yeah. one of. Wait, hold on. What? Keep that. Keep that. Keep that right there, real quick. This guy knows a ton about cards. I would like this. Gaylord Perry, one of one. Is that like a uniform that's in there, right? Yeah. Like the, the cards have just changed so much. It is absolutely crazy. What's you know, going you, on? You know, I didn't you know, know what, this world was going on, and you know what's crazy about the two? It's not even the the the. You would think like I landed like a here, I landed like a Greg Maddox autograph on on that same package, yeah. a Greg Maddox autograph, and I was like, oh shoot, that's dope, and everyone's like, oh yeah, cool, and I'm like, wait what, <laughs> wait what, and they're like, no, you're shooting for the for the young prospects, man, the prospects that there's this young prospect for the New York Yankees, Jason Dominguez, who everyone's chasing his autograph. I saw his cards are selling for like eighteen twenty grand. Stop it. Why? He hasn't even played. Even have a big league at bat. Yeah, he hasn't even played in the big leagues. That's that Venezuelan catcher everybody's talking yeah, about. Yeah, they say he's good, but yeah, but what? Yeah, it, dude, it, and it, it's it, it got me going. I'm like, okay, Ricky, how much money? How much did you spend on these cards? Look what I landed here too. Look, it's a uh, hold on. Rod Carew. Oh, I looked it up and I was like, oh, that's it. It's <laughs> like, damn. How much? How much? How much? I don't need probably like ten bucks. Well, but then, but well, then I, I land. I got him one. too. I got him too. Land, right there, Rod Crew, Fleer. I land this one, <laughs> and, and Josh. I land this one, and everyone goes crazy over this one. And I know because he was the first pick overall. Casey Mize. Yeah. He was okay. First pick overall, but it's yeah. an autograph, and everyone's going crazy. Now, how much do these packs cost now? <laughs> for for like these kind of cards, it's like. For these kind of cards, it's usually like you get like you pay. It's three cards for two hundred bucks. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. But you're guaranteed an autograph, or you're guaranteed a one on one. Yeah. Oh, you're guaranteed that stuff. Something like yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not getting a uh, Carmelo Martinez. You're not getting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're not getting a Josh Tolley. I, mean, I mean, and I'm no knock on him, but I, yeah. I got like. Like a like a Gio Urshela, you know, and I'm like, okay. Wait, yeah. so this is just fascinating. I mean, the reason I, I wanted to bring that up because I went after you were texting us, telling us that you were buying these cards. I went in the garage, and I found my pack of uh, cards from 1990 that they're in the garage, and uh, they were 50 cents a pack back then. Here's my baseball cards. I still got them, and we're, I was even asking, making a small ass comment, like, what happened to the gum? The gum is gone now. It was 50 cents a pack for the Topps 1990 cards. And I pulled these out and I wanted you guys to see it. Because Cito Gaston card right there. He was the manager. All right, cool, no problem. 
But then I find this card that I had in there somehow. George Bell, J-O-R-G-E. Jorge. That was Jorge, Jorge that's right. Bell. And then yeah. there's a George Bell, G-E-O-R-G-E. That was his brother. <laughs> Jorge. Oh, wait, is yeah, it really? No. Yeah, oh. George. So I'm like, was, I'm going to get... Twins. You know what? <laughs> the way the Dominican passport's working, you never know. Ricky, I'm going to give these to you. I want to hear the story behind Jorge and George Bell. How the heck did this happen where he just changed his name? I know guys have changed identities, but the way you spell your name, no problem. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the crazy stuff that Ricky was going through the baseball. I didn't know three cards cost and 200 dude, wait, bucks. Look, hold up, hold up. Look, and then I, I entered this other thing um, over the weekend through Jess's web, or through his, where he works. Are I you landed up. Uh, cards right now? Oh, look, I landed a Dwight Howard rookie card. Uh -huh. He's like, it's not worth much right now, but as soon as he enters the Hall of Fame, it's like a stock. As soon as he enters the Hall of Fame, he'll be he'll be the man. Like, it'll it'll go up, so I'll save it. So I got that. Oh, and, totally. and I got uh, He's all in, like, totally. He's all look, in. A Nolan Ryan, that is, like, everyone's like, okay, cool. And I was like, wait, it's Nolan Ryan, you know? They're just, okay, wow. cool. And this I got a rookie, uh, Lamar Jackson, too. And they come in that packer. This is crazy. It's a different world, totally. It's a yeah, different dude. world. It's, it's, dude. I'm, I, I'm like, I'm, I, I told my wife, I'm like, I'm like fascinated by it, and it's, it's cool. If you land a big one, and I can see why guys are like, like, it's a business now, right? It, it business. Yeah. Because when I was in elementary, uh, I used to buy the packs across from the the little dairy that was across from Carson's Elementary, and I just want to get all the Dodger players, right? And because it was yeah. like. This was like, like Alex Rosales. My prize card is the Dave Winfield signed by him at some RBI challenge I went to as a kid. Now guys are getting cards because it's an investment. I never yeah, thought it was an investment. It, it didn't even like I, I asked on the group chat the other day. I was like, what if you what if I have a, a Mike Trout card and go get it signed by him personally? Oh no, it, it, it doesn't up the value that much. It needs really? to be like a, like a one of fifty or a two of fifty. And I'm yeah. like, what? Dude, it's there's there's such a crazy like and these people are spending, uh, from from what Jess says, they're, they're spending, they, some people come in and spend thousands and thousands and thousands Stop of it. dollars. Stop it. Hey, send me that website. I want to see if I can catch lightning in a bottle. Oh, Jess Ray, hook them up. Jess Ray? Yeah. It, are we going to be breaking cards on our on our podcast or what? I mean, everybody else is doing it, so why not? Um, yeah. What's it called? <laughs> Jess Ray is yeah. in our group. He's in our group chat, totally. He works at a card shop. Okay. If, he, if he doesn't take care of you, we will kick him out of the group chat because he is on the brink of getting eliminated. This kid goes to games and doesn't invite us. He goes everywhere. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, or he'll make a bet on something. Doesn't tell us about it. So he's on. The, I'm ready to kick him out. But because you don't ever respond to your text messages, we can't include you. Um, well, well, I don't have service. Remember? <laughs> All right. So we will get you that information for you. That was. Uh, I said you guys the, the in our group chat i sent you the instagram page and just click on that link and it just tells you what like whatever you want to buy or they do their live breaks like i said you just hop on instagram and you watch I, 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 the past couple of days i've spent just time watching like breaks on these people and they go crazy over like mellow ball or a anthony edwards uh sign card like it's it's insane dude the the, the amount of, of stuff that goes into it now really? like i said I was pumped to land a Nolan Ryan, Rod Carew signed card, but to them it's like uh, it doesn't matter, uh, huh? Give me the young so, prospect. So, the young so prospect. my buddy, hey, so my buddy, I just sent the screenshot of uh, the the card of the Gaylord Perry. He said the one of one cards are tough to value because there's only one in existence. But yeah. judging 
what other limited Perry jersey cards are around, I would say two to three hundred. So go. try to so try to sell it for five hundred and say yeah. you take three fifty. <laughs> Businessman, totally. Yeah, let's uh, go. My you know, goal is to start selling them, hopefully, and just whatever money I make off of that, just go buy more. You know, and not. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, until you catch one for ten stacks, and then oh. you send some, and then you send, then you send some to Uncle Josh and Uncle Beto, and yeah. then, and then we'll yeah. start doing it. And next thing you know, we'll have a card collecting company with our podcast. Yeah, and uh, and right now Ricky is hooked, and uh, I'll leave you guys on this story. You remember Upper Deck? Yeah. Okay. Do you know who one of the early investors was of Upper Deck? Wally Joiner. Really? No so this is story time with Uncle Beto as I'm older. Um, so Uncle Wally Joyner was playing for the California Angels, and they went to go eat. I heard the story from my brother because there was a guy named Dwayne Bice who was a reliever. I think he played for the Blue Jays a little bit. He went. He's from my city, Carson. He went to Carson High, played Dominguez Hills, D two guy, played in Mexico. Anyway, so one year he was with the Angels. I think eighty, early eighties, mid eighties. They go eat Chinese food after a game somewhere in Orange County. There's a guy there who's like, hey, I'm starting a baseball card company. It's a different kind of thing. Uh, you're Wally Joyner. We're looking for maybe investors. Joyner, I, the story goes, that they both said, hey, I'll, I'll couple couple grand in there. Then all of a sudden, Upper Deck becomes a hot thing. It blows up. Wally Joyner uh, gets a good part of, it, part of it. This guy, Dwayne Bice, who was a middle reliever, career minor leaguer, invested so well in that company that they eventually – Upper Deck, when it blew up in the 90s and they had a sell and all that other yeah. stuff, they had to buy out his share. I think it was like 2%, 3%, whatever it was. Guy made a killing on it. Wow. So Wally Joyner was already established. You know, his Wally World, all that other stuff. Yeah. So that guy made some money. But this other guy, Dwayne Bice, got, because he gave 2% or whatever it was on the initial Upper Deck, this guy made a killing on it because That's he sold out. They had to buy, I think him and Wally Joyner had to buy, they had to get bought out. So I was the original Upper Deck. So there you go. Story time with Bethel Durant. So there you That's go. Good. There hey, go. this is another one I landed, look. What'd you get? Who's that? Dusty it? Baker. Dusty Baker. And then, so oh. this is the one that's sought after, dude. If it was signed, it'd be worth crazy, crazy. It's Fernando Tatis. It's a piece of his jersey. So anything young is in, huh? Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. Anything hey. that's or anything that's numbered, there's like, there's like a like a little number. Um, this one, uh, where does it have it? Luis right. Garcia. Of his number, there's a little number, and if it's numbered, it's worth more. I honestly, Rick, I have no idea who some of these guys are. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Ricky, just make sure you keep them in a desk drawer because other otherwise they're going to end up in the kids' bikes, uh, bike spokes here before man, you know it. Totally, you know That's how old you, my, you know how old you sound right now. Kids don't have bikes. <laughs> yeah, my kids do. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Here, all right, last one. All right, here it is. How about this one I found in my collection? Rock Reigns. Yeah, rock. That's he had great. rock. That's yeah. See, hey, that might. Hey, that might be worth something. Nobody uh, puts her nickname on. Yeah. It. Tim Raines in the Expos, 1990, beautiful blue uniforms, and his card said Rock Reigns. So that's what I, I was doing the other day. I was going through my hey, 1990 be, baseball card collection. He might be a future guest. I, I know I had mentioned uh, before that he, I, I want him to come on, and Billy knows that's one of Billy's good friends. So maybe we can get Rock, dude. He'd be freaking awesome. Well, yeah, go. he'd be dynamite. He'd I mean, be dynamite. I mean, we'll take a Hall of Famer on the show, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you got? We had Hall of Famer Billy, we got Hall of Famer Ricky, Hall of Famer Tolly. There it is. All right, so next week we'll do the show 
Uh, it might not be on Tuesday, but we'll still do it live. We'll keep you updated. Just go to the Let's Go Ricky Roll Instagram page, and you'll get all the information there. Marco Vavella, we appreciate you for the questions and also for making the graphics, all that other good stuff. What do you got, Rick? You, you want to break up some more? No, no. I'm just putting them away in little packages. <laughs> that right. Yeah, right. That's right. All right. Tolly, what do you got this week? Uh, I got some catching lessons here in a little bit, and then uh, we're good to go. That's and then it. it's time lessons. to open up next. Hey, let me know if you hop on that live, Josh. I might hop on with you. For what? To open oh, up the, the cards. All right. I don't know how to do that, though. Wait, you're telling Tolly how to use Instagram? Yeah, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Come on. Let me see. Let's see if I can figure it out. No, this is going to be a whole show right there. Right, it's <laughs> it's right. fine, though. It's, it's cool. I can't believe I'm into what guys that I'm like, oh, God, like I'm into like baseball cards again. What the hell is going on with me? All right, you guys got to find out. Who's the guy that Hey, you know the guy that owns this company? You know how many people are listening no, right no, now? No, no, no. I don't know him. You know how many people are listening right now? No, I don't like, like Yeah. There's people like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the, the, because ba- baseball card is just huge right now. All right. That'll do it for this yeah. week of uh, Let's okay. Go Ricky Roll. We got future guests coming up. Some good ones lined up. Uh, leave comments, rate, review, all that other good stuff. Share and uh, let people know what's going on. Uh, hum now. Go and check out their hats. Uh Go if you're in upstate New York, hit up Tolly. Or you can't hit up Tolly. Um, Catherine Tolly, I believe is her name. Your beautiful yep. wife who has her own Pilates studio in upstate New York. That's right. So we appreciate you, Catherine. For, form. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for much, so much for reposting the Instagram last week. So we're getting the upstate New York people going. We got the California people going. Hawaii's coming strong. So we got all kinds of people all over the place. And as always, oh, future guest for sure, Mark Gubaza. Uh, I t- reached out to him the other day, Angels broadcaster. And we, he's been on with us before, Tolly. And he said, of course, love Tolly, love Ricky. I'll come on with you guys in a couple weeks. So I would love it. Gooby, World Series champion, 85, tells great stories. So all kinds of good stuff. And if you have anything else, just reach out on the Instagram. Let's go, Ricky Rose. So for Ricky, the T-ball dad, Tolly, the T-ball coach. Oh, no, your Little League coach. Yeah. Travel yeah. ball coach. Travel coach. Farm, yeah, farmer. Whatever. <laughs> farmer does it all. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks as always for listening. Adios, fellas. See you. Right. See you guys.